You're listening to the Co-Creator Network. When you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Good afternoon. Welcome to Why Shamanism Now, a practical path to authenticity with your host, Christina Pratt, director of the Last Mask Center for Shamanic Healing. She's talking about how shamanic skills can bring us to physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual well-being, especially when nothing else can. Now, here's your host, Christina Pratt. Welcome, everyone, to Why Shamanism Now. This is your host, Christina Pratt, and I'd like to begin our proceedings here today by calling in the helping spirits to be with us. So I call out first to your ancestors and to mine. I call out to all of those who bring that which is good and true and beautiful in our ancestral lines to us. I call out to those ancestors who painted on cave walls, who brought through the great songs, and who brought through the sacred dances. I call out to those ancestors who lived the art that moved through them, who allowed the creativity to express itself through them and gave these offerings forth to the people so that they could be there for us, those who were coming. And I call out to these ancestors to help us, the living, to do the same, to better open ourselves to the creativity of the songs, of the dances, of the art, of the energy that wants to move through us and into the world to be manifest for those who are coming. So I call out to these ancestors to gather around us here today and to help us, help the living do what we are called into our bodies and into our lives to do. And I call out to those ancestors who are not human, those who are here long before there were humans. And I ask you to be with us in a way that helps us to recover our true nature, to remember the deeper essence of why we are here, and to feel our soul resonant in the great web of life. I call out to these ancestors to be with us as well. And as all of these helping spirits gather around us, let us gather ourselves gathering ourselves from wherever we might be into our heads and with the next breath from our heads to our hearts and with the next breath from our hearts to our bellies and then let us reach out and touch the earth from wherever we are in whatever way we can to take a moment of stillness and touch the earth and give thanks for your life thanks for this day Thanks for the wonder and the beauty of this dreaming that brought life as we experience the face of this planet. For the generosity in this dream that allows us to change anything as long as we are still breathing. We give thanks to the beauty and the diversity around us in simple, awe-filled thanks and wonder for the fact of life itself. And with our heart overflowing with gratitude for things beyond measure. Let's move our energy down through all the layers of the earth, letting our heart's love pour out into the earth in gratitude until we reach the very center of the earth. And in this deep place, let us take a moment to connect with the energies that restore and renew us, those energies that are not yet in form. They are not yet even nameable. They are that which comes before, that restores, replenishes, and renews us in our dreams at night, in our journeys, in those moments where we close our eyes and return to the darkness. So we ask this energy of the earth to come up, come up through all the layers of the earth into our lives, into these proceedings, into our day. And as this energy rises up, let it teach us to be more grounded in our lives. Let it teach us to know 
where we stand and why we stand there and to build our sense of home and belonging from that place and to do so in a way that is generous and that offers hospitality to those who are different than we are. Let us not just surround ourselves with people who look and think the same, but to open our tables to those who are different and invite them in that they might provoke us into becoming the men and women we have truly come here to be. And with this connection and interconnection with others, let us learn about connection within ourself. And from that connection, the interconnection with other things in our environment and ultimately the invisible world. And as we connect to all things in this way with form and without form, let us feel ourself in this great web of life. Know ourself at least for a moment in each day as part of that great oneness and to take from that moment our right relationship with ourselves so that we can move into right relationship with all living things. And let us draw this energy of the earth up, this wisdom of manifestation, how to be here in form in a good way and draw this energy up from our bellies to our hearts and our hearts to our minds and set it up and out the top of our head and out through the beautiful sky above you and whatever weather it might hold for you, out through the atmosphere and out in the cosmos and all the way up to the highest power of the universe and by whatever way you understand this energy, whatever name you have for it and whatever way you know it, connect with it. To see yourself in it and it in you and to begin to draw this energy down, these radiant energies from above, drawing these energies into ourself, into our day, into these proceedings, in this way, we call in blessing. We call in protection, generosity, and devotion, and benevolence. We call in all the wisdom of the cosmos. We call in the radiant energies above and the beneficence of this world. We call these energies in for inspiration and illumination, and we draw them down through our head to our heart and our heart to our belly, and from our belly down into the earth. And in this way, we connect the earth and the sky to each other and through us, opening and filling our center channel and bringing into ourselves this big love, this energy that is the meeting of these two great energies that birthed this experience of form that we all so enjoy and call life. And may that big love awaken the spirit of our heart. May our hearts open up here and call out that crucible of transformation that lives in the heart to call up the fiery passions of the belly and call down the crystal clarity of the mind and have them to come together in a heart in a way of dynamic tension in a way that dances in a way that gives birth to this third and most sacred thing some sense some knowing perhaps a full-blown vision but some awareness of why we are here and may you find the courage in that very same heart to do something in this day, large or small, to make your gifts manifest in the world. And for the unbelievable amounts of spirit help that we have to do this, I give great thanks. May what needs to be said be said and what needs to be heard be heard. And may these proceedings go forward in a way that is good for all living things. I want to give special thanks to Valerie and Mary and Anne and Damini and all the listeners who have donated to the show. 
Um, I give great thanks for those of you that are helping out financially because there are bills to be paid that keep the show out on the internet, the archives available, literally hundreds of hours of archives available to anyone who can get to the internet. They are free. And I give great gratitude to those of you that help me to do that. This show is listener supported. So if this show moves you in any way, if it moves you in the heart, even to irritation and frustration, although I'm pretty sure that won't happen on today's show, um, nonetheless, you have been moved in the heart and I ask you to do that most fundamental of shamanic things which is to allow what moves your heart to motivate your actions in the world to do what matters to you and do something large or small to help the show to grow there are many many things that have allowed certain shows to go round and round through many circles of practitioners all around the world and it's only because of you and your willingness to share and to use these teachings to comment about them and to help them to spread it's your questions and your ideas that also keep the show alive and meaningful so i give great gratitude to all the many things you're all doing if you want to donate to the show you can go to whyshamanismnow.com and donate any amount large or small it all goes directly to keeping the show on the air so today's show continues in this grouping of shows about creativity and ways to really inspire what has been um, a failure of imagination in humanity. So today uh, we're talking about a book, a new book called Painting the Landscape of Your Soul, A Journey of Self-Discovery. And today we have its author, Damini Celebre. Damini, thank you for being with us here today. Mm, thank you, Christina, for having me here. I'm very excited. I am too, because this book is just amazing. It's a power object in and of itself. It's just it's exploding with life, and I can't wait to talk about it. Um, but yeah. for those of you that don't know, <laughs> um, Damini began her career over 30 years ago as a professional artist and educator. But this should not scare you away. This art, this creativity in this book is not about being the artist. It's about... Um, life, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So in continuing, though, with the story here, um, so 10 years later, she began a practice as an acupuncturist and a shamanic practitioner. So in addition to this, um, she offers creative um, empowerment classes, facilitates expressive artwork, and teaches shamanic practices, having completed Sandra Ingerman's um, teacher training. So her new book, Painting the Landscape of Your Soul, combines her two passions, creative arts and healing arts to synthesize a unique approach to awakening your creative self. And you can purchase her book at, and I'm just going to spell this. I'm not going to spell it through the whole show. So I'm going to do it real slow right now. So you just all need to write it down. (laughs) We have other more important things to talk about. So D-A-M-I-N-I-C-E-L-E-B-R-E. Okay. Dot com. And so that is her website. If you do it with uh, slash soul dash landscape, you can buy the book. If you, um, you can email her at Domini at DominiCelebrate.com. So it's all there in one place. And part of what you can access through um, the website and the Facebook page, which is um, – Painting the Landscape of Your Soul Facebook page is um, a creative community. And um, 
There are new creative healing explorations shared, conversations about healing and creativity, and information there about her classes and workshops and retreats. So it's all there in one place, and um, there's a lot there to offer. So we are not live today on our show, but if you have any questions about today's show, you are welcome um, to email Damini at Damini at DaminiCelebrate.com or email me at Christina at org, and I'd be happy to either answer your question or pass the email along. Okay, so what I like to do with guests is always to ask, what is the pivotal thing in your life that brought you into shamanism? Because it's, it's, it's not, I mean, you had a lot of other stuff already going on, right? <laughs> Right. <laughs> you know, so what what brought that piece in for you? You mean officially? I mean, I was one of those children that was I, – I grew up in the city. And even though I grew up in the city, I was always getting lost in the woods and the mud and the worms and talking <laughs> to spirit, basically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, and as a kid, it was safe. So nobody kind of thought oddly of me. And then I went on the journey of my um, teenage years and my 20s in art school. So I wasn't really, you know, it was the 80s. Um, I wasn't really thinking about spirituality and connecting with nature per se. You know, I kind of got lost in the art world. But um, at a certain point, I decided that um, I wasn't going to make a living currently the way I was in the art world. So I needed to find another way. And... um, Everything about, you know, spirit guided me. I just didn't realize it was called spirit. Like, I um, I had gotten sick, so I was told to go to a Chinese herbalist. And then I started seeing an acupuncturist. And so that kind of led me in to the healing modality. And within about four years of that journey, all of a sudden I find myself looking to go to acupuncture school. And I studied... I went down to Florida um, to study with J.R. Worsley, who's a five-element acupuncturist. And the thing about five-element acupuncture, it's it's very Taoist. It works with the elements. It's the five elements. And I know you've talked about the elements, the five elements, in other recordings that you've done. But with, um, with five-element acupuncture, it really is about connecting with the rhythm and the flow of nature. So it felt right. It felt like I came back home. And part of the training, because I went to school in Florida, part of the training was we had to do an herbal training. And Worsley was really against Chinese herbs for his own reasons. Um, And so he brought Elliot Cowan in, who did plant spirit medicine, into our training. And that um, that was our herbal training for the school. But as soon as I met Elliot, it was like, oh, I know you. Like, he he was a soul brother. And, um, you know, so basically I learned, I reconnected with shamanism with Elliot at the same time I was studying the acupuncture. So um, from then I mostly studied with the foundation of shamanic studies. I've done some other stuff with other folks, but that's my core training. Um, And then from there I worked with Sandra Ingerman extensively and then Betsy Bergstrom. But, you know, it's been 20-some-odd years, and it keeps going, and it keeps deepening. So in that – oh, sorry. That's okay. Go ahead. 
I was going to say, so in that, then, because that's a, that's a lot of really wonderful stuff and could fill anybody's life, interestingly, mm. for forever, right? Mm. <laughs> so <Yes. laughs> what inspired you to create this particular book? This book, um, I was in New Mexico, and New Mexico is like my either first home or second home. I haven't decided yet, but I was in New Mexico, and I was in it with a community of people, and we were doing a journey to our descendants. And for me, the question deeply was, you know, what's next? You know, what's next? And because clearly there was something that, you know, my soul wanted a little bit more. And I had done fine, art, fine arts. I had a fine arts training. But in the art world, I got hurt. You know, I got hurt, heart hurt. So I stopped doing that work. And on some level, I think I knew I was going back to the creative part of me, but I just didn't know. And so uh, when I was doing this journey, I heard very clearly from my descendants, it was color and vibration and paint from your heart. And I was like, I can do that. <laughs> and I was really, really excited. And this was at the Ghost Ranch in, um, in Abiquiu, New Mexico. And I was just over the moon because, you know, somehow I got permission to go back to what I love most. And, you know, from there, I, I didn't realize it at the time, but there was a class there called Painting from the Wild Heart. And um, I had found out about it after the class had ended. And I found the name tag, and I'm like, oh, my God, it's another sign. Spirit's right on the mark. And, you know, I called the woman who was doing this teacher's training that was on intuitive painting, which I had no idea what intuitive painting was. It just felt right. And I emailed her and I said, sign me up. I want to join your class. And she's like, well, do you have any idea what I do? And I was like, no. But, you know, and I told her the whole story about the journey. She said, why don't you come out? And I got out there, and... You know, everybody started painting, and I was walking around, and I kind of found myself stuck in the old art um, dialogue in my head. You know, what am I painting? What is it going to look like? Blah, 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 blah. And, you know, the, the woman, her name was Chris Seidel, came over and said, well, what's up? I'm like, well, what are we doing? She said, paint what your heart wants. And I looked at her. I was incredulous. I'm like, really? That's it? And she said, yeah, you just traveled 3,000 miles for that. And it was like dominoes went off in my in my heart, in my soul, in my spirit. I was blown away because it just I just clicked into what was true and right and authentic for me again. And then you know I went I you know for for years I did the training and I painted and I um, you know I discovered amazing things you know of the intuitive painting process and the healing process of it. And one day I was sitting in meditation, um, probably about two and a half years ago. And I was, meditation journey, they're about the same for me. I hate to say that, but that's how it <laughs> rolls for me. <laughs> okay, walking life is like a meditation or a journey. But um, So I was sitting there in meditation, and all of a sudden, I saw this book land on my lap, and it was pink. And it opened up, and it was like, it's a tomb, and you, you know, you felt this book. It's like two and a half pounds of paper and goodness. And, and this page, this pages of this book opened up, and I saw intuitive painting drop into it and land onto the pages. And then I saw shamanism drop in and land on the pages. And then the whole concept of energy healing 
dropped in and landed on the pages. And when all three of those were in the book, it just shined and shimmered. And it was like, and then I heard painting the landscape of your soul. (laughs) And I was like, okay, okay. And I said, are you sure it's called painting the landscape of your soul? And that title is non-negotiable. I mean, I've worked with editors (laughs) and marketing people and, everybody else and they're like are you sure you want to say painting and it was like it was a non-negotiable title (laughs) and you know anybody who knew me knows I'm a visually oriented person I'm not a word person and in fact um, I was sitting at at a table once talking to a group of people and I offhandedly mentioned that spirit had given me a book to write and they're like oh that's great I said no I said color shape and form is my first language not words and this woman turned around and said, I'm an editor. I'll help you. I nice. mean, it's just like spirit just kept guiding me and guiding me. You know, there's, I have a guardian spirit for the book. You know, the, there's a spirit of the book. I mean, this creation is, um, is uh, a helping spirit. It's an entity amongst itself that I have daily dialogues with. <laughs> Well, and I have to attest to that because, you know, people send me books all the time to, to be on the show. And I, mm. it, it's great benefit. I get a lot of free books. It's very nice. But right. this was entirely different opening up. And it's always a fun thing. Oh, look what I get in the mail. You know, it's a surprise and it's lovely and here's this thing I didn't know about and books are beautiful. But, man, when I opened this one up, it just – it just exploded the life in, mm-hmm. you know, right there on my counter. It is a power object. It, it truly, yeah. the book is alive in the way I have never felt another book be alive. It is mm-hmm. truly um, exceptional in that regard. And it's pink. <laughs> it is pink. <laughs> it is pink. So what's, what's intriguing to me, and you're kind of already going there, is what do you think – the shamanic piece brings to the sort of expressive intuitive art. I mean, because expressive intuitive arts are healing in and of themselves. So what do you think the shamanic piece sort of brings into that, that bumps it into a little bit of a new place? Mm. Well, I I think first of all, um, let's see. What's most important about the the shaman, you know, as a shamanic teacher, we're always we're always trying to teach about shamanism. We're always trying to connect people with the web of life, and you know, so that was always kind of floating around there. I mean, that's just part of who I am. But the the actual process, um, what's different in in regular intuitive painting classes, you paint what your intuitive muse wants to come up so there's not a linear dialogue of oh here's the story and this shows up and this shows up i mean it just is really um unconsciously bringing up what you need to look at what needs to come to light what needs to come up to form and there's not a lot of direction like go paint your power animal for instance Mm -hmm. but what what the theme of this book is it is a shamanic healing journey from start to finish you know, mm-hmm. so, you know, the beginning of the book talks about um, building power. So meeting your power animals, um, meeting your soul group, meeting your true self and painting them. Part of 
the the healing part of the this process of the intuitive painting process is your unconsciousness you start painting and it's a brush stroke to brush stroke kind of experience and then what happens is it starts in your heart it comes out through your body it comes out through your hands and your hands are an extension of your heart then it comes out into form onto paper so the healing as you meet your power animal or your true self or your soul group you're actually painting that vibration out into form out into your auric fields and so that's the that's the whole healing process as i see it um with this with these things combined and so you meet you know the book goes and it starts with building power and then it starts painting what's in the way like your inner critic your inner perfectionist limiting self-belief blah yada, yada, those kind of things and then it goes through more and more exercises painting experiences painting explorations that bring you more and more closer to your divinity so you know at the end of it it's like painting the love that you came into the world with you know so that's that's the shamanic healing journey as i see it Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, if you think about all those people you took all those classes in shamanism with, because you're you're a unique practitioner to, <laughs> to, <laughs> to understate the obvious. Um, so, what is it that this art really brings into what I would call kind of a typical contemporary shamanic practice? Mm. Well, Sometimes. And I mean, no disrespect with this, but I think sometimes we're sitting down, lying down, doing a journey, and then leading it, and not necessarily bringing it with you in your life. Now, I'm not saying you could bring your paints and paper and um, creative instruments with you anymore, but um, what I think this does is it really incorporates the sacred art of creation into the daily practice of shamanic work shamanic healing and every painting or music or dance that you create um, becomes a power object you know and so is it any different than some of the other work we're doing no but the intention's a little bit different because um, even in a journey sometimes you guide it sometimes you vote sometimes you can change tack of the journey because the the intuitive painting process comes from the heart it's less likely that you um it's it's more likely that you're getting more pure information most of the folks that paint with me don't necessarily paint things that look like something they're painting more vibration and i also think that gets you out of the mind i mean you know it's um the intuitive painting process really is a body censored um, experience. You're listening to your body. You're lis- listening to how you feel. So your body is actually part of the information. You know, when we do a journey, it's like you know when you're clicked in and you know when you're not clicked in. So that happens with the painting experience, and then you're doing it for hours or days or minutes, depending on what commitment you want to give to it. Yeah. Does that answer your question? Yeah, absolutely. Because I, every once in a while, even even with my kind of open journey circle, I say, okay, nobody's writing anything down tonight. Mm-hmm. After you've done journeying, you're just going to stand up on your spot. Don't step on anybody, but you're just going to dance your answer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it frustrates the hell out of people, right? But on the other hand, they 
they embody and interpret the answer differently. Exactly. Exactly. And, and it really and, takes it out of the mind. Exactly. And it's easier for people, ironically, it's easier for people than to move it into action in their life, too. It's mm-hmm. like, I, I mm-hmm. don't know. You know, you'd think people need a clear, everybody thinks they need a clear path, but you really don't. You just need to know the next step. Right. And, you know, in, in the painting process, even even in the way that I have it laid out, it's like, what is the next color, next shape, next brushstroke? That's it. It's just like, what is your next breath? <laughs> you know, what is the very first thing that spirit is telling you to do? Don't think of the future. Stay in the present moment. And that unfolds. You know, and I think we get caught up in a journey. It's like, oh, well, let me write it down. Let me, let me, let me get my mind engaged. But why not? I love that you get people to move their body. It's like that's what has to happen, and the movement actually then takes it out into the world. I mean, I've watched students over participants, not necessarily students. I've watched participants with the creative process bump into something that really they don't want to go to with, with paint. And I just keep saying, hey, it's just paint and paper. You know, just let it show up. Mm-hmm. Let your body work with it. You know, so like there was a woman who was um, – terrified of black and all she kept hearing was black 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 i gotta paint black 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 and she was she was frozen with fear you know and so you know i was like it's just paint and paper just try it if you don't like it you know we could do something else but just try it and it was that one little step that got her to look at some deep deep fears that she had around darkness you know, that she then got to experience out in the world. And I see that over and over again. And I'm sure you see this in your journey circles. Like, people work with something in circle, and then life gives you the opportunity to try it out in the world. It's just so fascinating. Yeah. And life is constantly conspiring, if we would just... It is. It It is. (laughs) Okay, so let's look a little bit at the structure of the book. And... Okay, so there's there's um, kind of four chunks in the book. So there's Roots mm-hmm. and Bones and Let Your Creative Soul Fly, Creative Alchemy, and Spreading the Joy. Mm-hmm. And I think you've actually shared a lot about the Roots and Bones, intuitive mm-hmm. painting, body sensations. But is there anything else about that part of the book that you feel like you haven't spoken to yet? Hmm. No, I don't think so. Yeah, I think so. Then yeah. the next section is let your creative soul fly, and you talk about things like body talk and body jazz, um, and then avoiding the body. So you want to talk a little bit about, you know, there's people that could say, "Well, I'm painting. <laughs> I, right. don't, I don't want to deal with my body." You know, <laughs> right? But you know, the body is the barometer for what's going on in life. Period. So, you know, we all our information comes into our belly first. Some people call that the belly brain or your gut. Every, every bit of feeling and information hits the belly, and then it goes up to the brain to get processed. And if it's really something that's, um, that's going against some core belief that you have, generally it, this is where your limiting beliefs come in at, the, the mind shuts it down. And you know it all the time. It's like, well, what's going on? Uh, I don't know. I can't see. I can't feel. I'm just shut down. They can't process the information because the, the mind is on overload. So if you go back to the body, the body knows all. You know. And so it's like, 
okay, go back and breathe into your belly. You know, in the painting process, it's like, what color is there or what shape or what movement? Like I'll have people stand up and start saying, okay, show me the movement that you're feeling. And they start moving, you know, not necessarily dancing, but moving. So the body is our barometer. And we have somehow in our mind or in this world, you know, overridden that and think, you know, the mind is God, but the belly's goddess, you know, that's where we have to go. And, and so, so, you know, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, so then, then connect this in then with the creative healing, how we get from the body and connecting with the body and painting from the body into the mm-hmm. creative healing. Mm-hmm. So the body is unlocking things that you need to look at. Right? And so you're just call and response with yourself. So you're looking at colors, you're looking, you're experiencing colors, you're experiencing emotions, and you paint them, right? And some, for some people, for instance, anger, for some people, they, they can't even manage to think that they're angry. So for them to actually paint it, transforms it you know once you kind of shine a light on something the stagnation of that emotion starts to come forth and it starts to move again you know in chinese medicine they um the heart is one of the most important is the most important energetic of the body and it's it's said a lot that if any emotion gets trapped in the heart that's where pathology comes from so it's really important to have free movement of emotion, right? And so the body is trying to let you know what emotion is stuck there. You know, and you may not have the word of the emotion per se, but what you're going to do is you're going to have the experience and you start moving it with paint in this case. And it starts the healing process. Great. Yeah, it's, and, and, and you know, like you said, it's just paint on a page. So move it. <laughs> it's just paint. It's just a dance. It's just a sound. You know, whatever that creative act is, you know, it's not about making art with a capital A. It's about making art. You know, that creative process that can really change your life. <laughs> Absolutely, and you know. One of the things that I've done really from the beginning of my practice with helping people follow up from their soul retrieval work, especially mm. because I was working in New York, a lot of people were artists or wanted to be artists, you know, but they had some relationship with some expressive art. And I, you know, I said, just use it to let your soul parts communicate with you and to communicate back. And there were just amazing sequences of paintings that people showed me after they did it. And um, sometimes they would give me a painting that was was particularly important in their process of integration. I mean, it's, well, like Sandy's foreword that she wrote for your book, you know, we've been taught that they're special creative people and we're not those people. Uh And, and, And thus people get divorced from this life force within them, which is just to create and to create for the sake of the experience of creating. And in this case, the healing that comes out of creating, but, Create, sing, dance, you know, finger Be paint. alive. Yeah. Don't, you know, just be alive. Experience everything that's out there. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so moving along to creative <laughs> alchemy, because this is where the book gets really, really, really juicy. 
right? I mean, everything mm-hmm. in the universe is there in this section <laughs> of the book. <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> so we have creating space, meeting power animals, working with the elements. I mean, that's huge. That that part right there can change someone's life. Just that. Right, right, right. I mean, for some people, some people are not in a place where they can be in community. And so, or find their local shaman to do work with, or find their local healer that can do work with them. And, you know, in a way, this book is set up that you can do most of this work on your own, you know, which is a really big deal because most of us are looking for outside ourselves for the healing where we are fully, fully capable of working on ourselves and healing ourselves. So again, that's another way that this book brings you back to yourself, you know, back to the sovereign of you, you know, Mm -hmm. that strength, that light of you. Absolutely. And, you know, all they would, all a person would need would be like a little, um, a little um, Damini app that just says, (laughs) paint from your heart. It's just paint and paper. (laughs) It means like the coaching piece. (laughs) Right, right, right. <laughs> but ruin it early, is, ruin it often, and just keep breathing. <laughs> right. I mean, but the 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 process is yeah. beautifully laid out in the book, and in a way that um, because the book is so filled with color and vibration and art, it also inspires you to kind of get over yourself and do it too. I think. Right. Right. Personally, because right. <laughs> it's not well, like you know, it's the a whole... photos, all the photos in the book. I, I always say to people, if you just thumb through the book and go through and just look at the photos, you'll get a healing. Mm-hmm. Because it, you know it was set up that way, so you yeah. know the images match the words on some way. You know, I had a friend call up yesterday, and she said, "You know, I just had to tell you." Um, and she she's not a she's not a known creative person at all. And she said, you know, I just got some bad news medically, and I got home, and I was trying to process it in my mind, and I couldn't. And she goes, and I went and I grabbed my colored pencils and paper, and I just started drawing out what I felt. And she goes, do you know, I felt so much better afterwards. And she said, thank you for bringing this into my life. I was like, oh, okay, thank you. I mean, it was, I keep getting stories like that and it's just you know spirit has a reason why this book is written and I joke around that you know there's more in this book that I am actually conscious of Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's those bits that I get either by emails or by phone calls that it's like all right spirit thank you you know Mm -hmm. because clearly this is bringing something forward for a lot of people you know when I in looking at this book I thought about um Oh, God, now I'm going to space out uh, with names. I'm so bad with the details. But what I did a show, did a series about art and shamanism and uh, Faith Knowlton. And, and I was, we, we, I had Faith Knowlton on and she was talking about this amazing shamanic artwork that she does. That's very, it's very alive, but it has a certain precision to it. And it's a mm-hmm. certain way of expressing shamanic art. I mean, they're, they are amazing pieces Mm-hmm. And what we're talking about in your book is qualitatively different in the sense that we're really talking about how the book guides anyone, literally anyone, 
and how to engage with this the expression of creativity. We don't even have to yeah. call it art, you know, but the expression yeah. of creativity as self-expression, as a, a means of engaging with inner and outer life. Mm-hmm. And and that's also shamanic art. I mean, that's perhaps the Absolutely. Core of shamanic art. Yeah. 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 And that's and and it's a piece in the series that I did that probably connects more with this chalk art of um, Mark Wagner where mm. his, you know, his work kind of comes out of the, this place, this intuitive place more that you're talking about in a way. But anyway, my point is, yes, I think that the path here is laid out in a way for anybody to pick this up and say, there's a piece of my life I am not able to get at. Let me try right. this as a means right. to get there. Yeah, right. absolutely. And, you so, know, the energy we're bringing forth is our inner four-year-old. It's like, you know, any self-righteous four-year-old would never say, oh, I can't draw. <laughs> They're right. like, yeah, yeah, give me whatever you got. I'll go for it. But what would it be like to have that, that vitality back in our life? Because that's what it's going to bring forth. It's messy and it's raw and it's fun and that's I think we're getting so refined as a people like it's 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 the next best thing they're rolling in the mud (laughs) exactly exactly (laughs) Um, so so one of the things you you added here in the midst of the alchemy section is um kind of focusing in on vibration and chakras and auric fields Mm -hmm. and and healing talk a little bit about how that matters in this journey, mm. uh, the journey the book lays out. Yeah. Right. So here, I'm, can I, I'm going to read you just a little thing I just wrote the other day for somebody because they were trying to understand the healing process of this. Mm-hmm. So healing starts in the heart. It moves out into your energy pathways, meridians, up to your bones, muscles, joints, where you move, shift, reorient all these new healing vibrations. Moving further out, it changes your body brain. It changes your muscle memory patterns. Even further out into your subtle body fields, your chakras and your auric fields, and finally realigns you between heaven and earth. So with that statement, it's almost a disservice to forget about the energy fields of our body because they're also shifting when we shift Um, a limiting belief or an idea that we're not good enough or whatever that is. So as we start healing those parts, um, every other part in our being changes, including our chakras and auric fields. And so why not explore them, get to know them, get to know them just like you would your power animals or non-ordinary reality teachers, right? So that's why that part's in there. Yeah. Yeah. And then the this creative alchemy section moves then into actually creating power objects. Yes. Or Yes. Yeah. yeah. And um And then you talk about creative spiritual practice. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? So doing something creative every day? Is that what you're mm-hmm. referring to? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like um it's a new muscle. It's a new energy. It's a new relationship that you've started to build. 
And so to do something creative every day realigns your muscle memory. Um, in acupuncture, the way I see acupuncture um, healing is, you know, um, you work through, for instance, anxiety. And for the most part, the anxiety gets resolved in a few treatments. But what further treatments are is reminding your body, mind, spirit that this is true. This is who you are. This is the path you're on. And that's how I see the doing something creative every day. Like, keep reminding your being that this is your truth. This is who you are. This is the energy that you love. And, you know, everybody says, oh, I don't have time. And some people, they don't. But really, you can be eating your cereal in the morning, grab a piece of paper and just say, for 30 seconds, I'm going to draw out or dance or sing how I feel at this moment. And then you can be done. But you've moved that. You've wakened. You keep that vital spark inside you alive. So part of the reason I asked you about this also is because there are people who say, I don't have any imagination. I can't Mm. journey because I can't imagine. I can't, Mm. you know, and the the problem with holding a belief that you have no imagination, which is not like biologically possible, but it's certainly true that someone would not use their imagination to the degree that it's dormant or something, right? right? But if you can't imagine, you can't change because you can't imagine being anything other than you are right now. Exactly. Right. And so every moment, every, you know, 30 seconds a day, you know, you engage that imagination, that possibility, that that knowing that you are something more than what you think you are at that moment, mm-hmm. you know? And that recognition that, you know, everyone wants this big dramatic healing that's going to fix right. the thing whole hog and now my imagination is going to be fully available to me, for example. Right, right. Versus right. the recognition everything about the human being changes in this incremental way. We yeah. may have an insight, you know, but it's like, okay, so you've got this really clear image for the book, but it didn't manifest the book, you know. <laughs> You still had to take the steps to make it all happen. Right. And there were a whole lot of steps between that really clear vision of the pieces of the book dropping in and actually me having this book here on my desk. Yeah. And it's that, that willingness to understand if I want to re- reconnect, re-enliven my, in, my imagination, for example, it's, it's doing something like this every day. It's strengthening that whatever Mm-hmm. And, and and that we can all do that. We just have to be willing to do it. Right. I mean, it's no different than when you're, um, as a shamanic practitioner, when you walk outside, you say, hello, air, hello, sun, hello, fire, hello, earth. Thank you for giving me my life. It's, re- you know, staying in relationship with everything that's around you. Absolutely. Well, and, and I always think of it also really personally. I mean, if someone ignored me for 32 uh-huh. years, I wouldn't be real forthcoming either. Right. <laughs> you know? I mean, you know, the, the beauty of it is it's like your, your, your creative self's like, really? Really? You want me to do this? Oh, my God. It's like people show up and they're like, ah, you know, somebody told me to come here. I'm not really sure. 
I really can't draw a straight line. I don't know anything about art. And I'm going, yes, perfect, perfect. It's like <laughs> and, all you know, the more reason as... to buy your book and do it. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so um, would you like to share about this true self-vibration that you talk about in the book? Mm. I would love to share with you uh, one of the creative exercises in the book called True Self-Vibration, if that's okay with you. Yeah. Because this is a sweet one. Okay. So close your eyes and take a deep breath and ground yourself. Welcome in the elements and your guides. Ask for a foundational blessing and write those on your paper or hold them in your heart. Ask to feel the vibration of your true self. The vibration may start as a tingling feeling in your heart and let that energy grow and expand out from your heart area. Let it fill your torso, your chakras, and then move out into your whole body. Let that vibrating energy expand into your energy, the energy surrounding your body, into your auric fields. Feel that energy move out into the world, meeting other true vibrations. Vibrations of plants, minerals, air, animals, fire, water, earth, even other humans. Now notice how you meet, merge, exchange energy, but ultimately you remain wholly yourself. Now that your true self-vibration is awakened, go and paint it. With the help of your creative muse, reawaken that vibration through color, shape, and form. Part of the painting process is to expand, and sometimes part of the painting process is to illustrate your roadblocks. Just keep painting, enjoying bringing forth your true self-energy again and again. So your true self-energy is who and what your soul came in here to be without any of the restrictions, without any of the I can'ts or I should'ves. It's that pure vibration of who you are. And, you know, if you ask somebody to, to in a journey to meet their true self-vibration, you know, or if you were to ask somebody in circle, you know, tell me about your true self-vibration. It's always going to be slightly limiting, you know, mm-hmm. until you've learned to experience the vibration. And so when with a lot of the creative explorations, I don't give too much information, but the intention, the power of the words is to point to that place inside your soul that wants to come out, that wants to share that with you in the world. So to paint it, it really, again, it moves through body, mind, spirit, soul out into form out into your energy and out into your life. So if you can just start painting that, it, it's life-altering. And the roadblocks, just to, just to, um, you want me to talk about roadblocks? Yeah, sure. Here's the um, one short story of um, how the process brings up roadblocks, and they can be um, conscious limiting beliefs or unconscious limiting beliefs. And I was painting... Um, I was painting in a five-day workshop, and after about the first day, I dragged this painting down to the floor, and I don't know what was going on, but all I can do is dip my paint, my feet in paint, 
and taste and a circle around the center of this painting. And I did this literally for three and a half days, for eight hours a day, just obsessed with whatever was in the circle. And again, I was just moving my body. And at the really like last 30 minutes of this painting retreat, I had looked up and there was a drawing I did, and it was a figure that said you. And within a moment of just pure abandonment, I grabbed it and I threw it into the center of the painting. And I realized that I had been pacing around shame, my own self-hatred. And it was like the first moment where I realized the power, of, the profound power of this healing process. You know, so when you're painting, you know, these things show up. But the beauty is, is you don't have to get stuck on them. The very next color, shape, or form will move you to the next place, will move you to the next place. And with any healing, you only get what you can manage at that moment. Like, you're never going to get your circuits blown. You may feel that way in the moment, but because all of a sudden you're like, holy moly, I'm looking at that. But then it gets to heal. You know, and so the ultimate goal is to live your light, live your heart, live this true vibration of who we are. And, you know, everything else is a process of learning and healing. And I think that so many people experience, um, you know, endeavoring to do their healing process via words and the mind mm-hmm. and or, you know, following teachers and teachings that are not exactly where they are ready to learn that that we've lost this art really of letting life be the teacher and engaging mm-hmm. with it through um, the body and the heart, which then brings us into these expressive arts, um, right, right. because that's right where we are. That is actually what we're right ready to learn. We're, we're mm-hmm. exactly ready to have – that is the roadblock that we're, we're actually ready now to deal with and trusting the wisdom and also this great conspiracy between our life and the body and the heart to get us into where we're really ready to be and, and – Driving with our mind, we can blow our circuits constantly. Right. Right. (laughs) Right? Exactly. (laughs) You know, but when we drive the process from the expression out of the heart or the body and pay attention to what life is showing us, we are right in what we need to be in and able to um, deal with things we didn't think we could Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. in that other moment, we weren't quite there yet, but Mm -hmm. now we're right there. Yeah, this is beautiful. Um, as we're coming up to the end of our time, I'm wondering if there's um, what you want to say about the, the spreading the joy part of the book. Being in community and painting with um, and painting with community, it, you know, you, you always go further when you have a group energy to go with you, and so spreading the joy is really about finding a community or creating a community. So there's parts of that part of the book actually gives you exercises and it actually tells you how to do this with your community, how to do this with your friends. Because I think that's important to, you know, if, if that is what is right for you to work with a group of people. 
You know, you can do it by working in community. You can go out and do classes, you know, these type of classes that I've created. But it's important that you keep doing the work. And if you're called to be in community, there's guidelines in the book to do that. Beautiful. You know, there's a piece in uh, Foundation for Shamanic Studies classes that I always really liked a lot. Like I got it was a really big, deeper thing than what it appeared to be. And and that was that whenever anybody had a really challenging experience with spirit as they were learning to work with spirit, particularly ones that felt more um, like a possession or some kind of intrusive energy, and, mm-hmm. and it got resolved, that that person then did kind of laying of hands on others who who to receive the healing energy that was moving through them. Right. And at the time I didn't get it. I was too young. I just I just recognized something was going on there, but I didn't know what it was. And what I'm working my way around to is that spoken from a true introvert, I do understand the enormous value of sharing what has moved you sharing what has brought healing and the freedom of expression into your Mm -hmm. life Mm -hmm. and that um it's part to me also it's the part that always makes me want to cry about the book which is that you included that part yeah you know and and it's not the sexy part you know (laughs) it's it's, no you're right you know it's 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 the it's how we maintain, how we sustain, but how we ultimately grow and reshape a community that is based on different cultural values. So we're not teaching our kids that they're not the special creative ones. Right. Or right. the experience you had, which is you are the special creative one, and then you go into that world and really get hurt. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. no reason for any of that, you know, if we were a different culture. Um. But if all of us keep our healing juices to ourselves, you know, our world doesn't change. Right, right, right. Ultimately, if you live a true and authentic life, you're vibrating that out to your community, to your world, and then then the world changes. Yeah. You know. And who wouldn't want to do this with a bunch of kids? Right. Kids are just, kids are right there with you. They're just like, okay. What a glorious mess that would be. (laughs) (laughs) That would be delightful. So I think And you know what? It's a glorious mess with a bunch of adults, too. (laughs) (laughs) So I think we actually have the time. I was wondering if you would close the show by reading your piece at the end, your afterword. I would would be honored to do that. Yeah. I see myself as an advocate for the soul. The soul wants to vibrate love and joy during during its time in this beautiful body on this exquisite planet. It is a blessing to be born into body, to feel all the love that the creator poured into you that sparkled, that sparked your soul into form. Our senses allow us to experience this world around us on many different levels, connecting with the web of life, connecting to our helping spirits, the elements, and all beings around us. Knowing the truth and diversity of who you are allows your soul to be expressed freely. Freedom brings love, joy, happiness into your life, and, spread, and then spreads that out to the world around you. 
When you are in your truth, you can be a mirror for others around you who desire the same, to know their truth. As human beings, we ebb and flow with the desires, emotions, and responses. The more you know your truth, the more you realign your subtle energy systems and change your neural pathways to remember that the light being to remember the light being that you are you will inspire others to shine too yes we are all changing the vibration of the world one creative act at the time mm, beautiful thank you and thank you for creating for all of us painting the landscape of your soul it's an amazing power object so what I want to give thanks for now is your ancestors and mm-hmm. all of our ancestors who've gathered around us here today. I want to give thanks for the earth below and the sky above and the hearts that unite us all. Um, thank you, Damini, for being with us today. And thank you, Christina, for having me, really. It's, it is an honor. Thank you. And so everybody, rush now without pausing. <laughs> <laughs> to the website, um, Damini Celebre, D-A-M-I-N-I-C-E-L-E-B-R-E.com, and and discover what's there for you to discover that resonates with you. It's, it is certainly the access, the portal to access all that we've been talking about today. Mm-hmm. So thank you, everyone, and may you find inspiration for creating your true vibration this week. Thank you, everyone. Have a good week. <laughs>